Hi, I'm Marika and welcome to Money Chill Out. On this podcast, I want to dive into the world of the often unspoken topic of money. Effective personal finance management can be a great liberator, but also a huge stress factor in our lives. After a 10-year career on trading flows in London, I want to help demystify the intimidating world of finance and have an open, honest and frank conversation. By opening the discussion, I wish you identify yourself, learn, be inspired and get empowered. Every other week, I'll be joined by guests for conversation on money, mindsets, investment habits and any best practices they abide by. So join me on this journey as we unpick the complexities of finance and get more comfortable talking about our money. And when you're ready to go further in mastering your finances, come and work with me on a one-to-one coaching. You'll grow your awareness, move on with your projects, and have an accountability buddy to track your progress. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Adrien Chaltiel, a multifaceted individual, ex-lawyer, and now an entrepreneur in the tech industry. He is the co-founder of Eldorado, a platform that connects startups with the largest collection of private investors and public fundings. He also is the co-founder of Le Pépit Tech, the largest community of French startups in the world, and has invested in about 10 startups himself, being a venture capitalist. Ever wanted to know more about the startup financing? This episode is for you. So hi, Adrien, how are you? Hi, I'm uh, really good. Thank you. What about you? Yes, so good. Thank you. Welcome to the show. I'm super happy to have you on and uh, super glad I've inspired you on previous episodes that you actually reached out. And I really like how you use your skills and experiences in activities within all of the tech microsystem and they all intertwine. So that's super interesting and I really want to know more. So can you tell us a bit about you? Sure, sure. Thank you. So I'm, I'm honored to be there. I'm, I'm Adrian. I'm a French entrepreneur. Actually, I was a lawyer before. Um, I just jumped into entrepreneur skills because I had lots of association while I was a student in a law school. And uh, I always have been entrepreneur. I founded three companies, the last one called Eldorado, which helped entrepreneurs to raise uh, money. And I'm a father of uh, three little girls and uh, I'm living in Paris, but I'm uh, traveling a lot in France uh, throughout the country, which is an amazing country for entrepreneurs. And uh, I like uh, sports a lot. And uh, I think that's uh, more or less who I am. (laughs) That's cool. Love that description. (laughs) So why did you specialize in startup financing? That's a great question because... The first two companies that I funded was in the job uh, job boards area. So it was HR tech and uh, in the media ecosystem. And uh, after selling one of them and uh, running the business that have been um, acquired us, I have this feeling that the financing is something really uh, strange because there's a lot of financing opportunities, especially in France, because we have banks, public fundings and rising capital. And uh, in the meantime, the entrepreneurs have the really, uh, it's really painful to find this money. So the main reason for us uh, with my partners to uh, create Eldorado and to uh, uh, dig into the startup financing ecosystem was to help entrepreneurs to raise funds. It was really definitely the first thing. Um, and we had plenty of possibilities to do it. We choose to do it uh, as a platform because we are tech entrepreneurs. 
uh, and uh, the platform help us to help the maximum amount of entrepreneurs. Because uh, if you have uh, automated uh, workflows and so on, uh, so as a marketplace, we have financing opportunities in one hand and entrepreneurs in the other for help to connect better and for entrepreneurs to find money easily to grow their business and opportunities. So it was the first reason. And the second one, it was to create a more equal ecosystem because um, it's a little bit hard for a certain category of entrepreneurs to raise money, especially if you're a woman, uh, if you came from uh, the countryside of France or the countryside in, the, in, in general. And we found it really harsh for entrepreneurs to have more barriers and, and difficulties to raise funds than others. So as creating a platform helped to uh, place the entrepreneurs in a more equal way while they are raising financing. So this was the two main reasons uh, that uh, lead me to specialize in the startup financing ecosystem. Mm-hmm. These are super good reasons. <laughs> and you say like it's often harsh for people to actually find funds. So what is the hardest thing that companies at all, startups are facing when they want to grow and reach that next step? So is it because they kind of lack of knowledge? Is it because the quality of their pitch is not necessarily ideal or is it the fact that we are all small to begin with and have limited notoriety it's a mix of everything you you mentioned and other things most entrepreneurs have difficulties to raise money because at the beginning they are they need to do everything to recruit to uh, develop the company to develop the product the service and to do the markets and everything so raising money is one part of the role of an entrepreneur and uh, so by doing a lot of things it's hard if you have not been in a network in a school uh, if you don't have uh, the opportunity to do hundreds of events in the tech ecosystem you can do everything. So first thing is that uh, CEO means chief everything officer at the beginning of the company and uh, raising money is part of the role, you know, so <laughs> that, that's the first thing. The lack of knowledge is something that doesn't help entrepreneurs as well because it's not really hard and there's lots of myth uh, while raising money. That's what uh, why I'm doing lots of podcasts and I'm really glad to be there to tell the entrepreneurs that it's not impossible to understand the basics of financing an entrepreneur project and even to know how does the public financing works in France because we have a strong uh, participation of the public bank of investment, for example, uh, how a bank can help me to raise uh, money as well. And even like, uh, how do a venture capital firm works? What are their stakes and their interest by investing in my startup? And uh, how can I align this interest with my company? So this lack of knowledge and all this myth doesn't help entrepreneurs to um, understand and to anticipate when they have to uh, begin to contact investors, for example. So this is the second thing. And let's say the third is that there's plenty of resources and plenty of sources of money. And so entrepreneurs doesn't know where to begin. And uh, even if you know how it works, you are even looking for information uh, about when uh, do I need to contact my bank, my investors, uh, start a roadshow uh, to finance my company. It's all a little bit mixed. And it's linked to the uh, second uh, reason I've mentioned with the knowledge. Uh, So I think when an entrepreneur have more knowledge and have more anticipation, they discuss and they uh, know what are the best resource of financing for them, help them to finance better their company and to find the the best way to uh, financing. 
Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. And why did you create the biggest French startup di- directory? Actually, yes, it was a, a really funny story because um, I've begun to uh, create Eldorado by my own after um, leaving my last uh, company, Leaders League, called Leaders League. And I've begun by my own. So I've created a directory of all the resources of financing, so banks, public funding and investors and so on. And by doing that, I've been working and talking with a lot of entrepreneurs and especially two of them, Thibault and Sylvain, which are my two partners today. And they have been creating this directory called Les Pépites Tech, which is the best and the biggest directory of French entrepreneurs in France and throughout the world. And they have been connecting their directory to the French Tech, which is the the government association that promote and support French entrepreneurs. So when you begin with 8,000 French tech companies referenced all in user-generated content and uh, with um, uh, lots of SEOs and uh, and good referral to the social networks and so on, it's a good advantage to create Eldorado. So it was definitely a good choice. And I've been uh, meeting two amazing partners, Thibault and Sylvain, which are uh, running the business with me today. Okay, cool. And it's not that hard to keep it up to date because we know like 70% of startups fail within five years of existence. So how do you make sure that the data is up to date and so on? Uh, That's the biggest question. Some of the big uh, investment firm in the US and in France, for example, Kima Venture, which is a Xavier family office and and venture capital firm, has about like 800 startups and uh, Sometimes Jean, which is running the business, is telling like we don't even know when one of the company is off and uh, has been uh, deleted. So it's the same for us, but with a larger amount. But uh, usually we we make updates every month. So uh, we have automated updates with emails and every six months. And when some of kind of entrepreneurs doesn't answer us to the updates, uh, we have some alerts. Uh, for our team and our team is digging who is not answering why is the startup still running and uh, if not uh, we uh, make sure the, um, the directory is up to date okay sounds good so let's dive into the fundraising now so it's a broad concept and it really depends on what you want to achieve so can you please give us like an overview of the different options you, one can face and does it really depends on one the amount you want to raise and two how diluted you want to be? Yes, sure. So uh, yes, fundraising is an amazing thing for entrepreneurs. We are lucky to have this opportunity when you are a founder to raise money because uh, ten years ago in France, especially, or twenty years ago in, in the UK and the US, it was really harder to uh, find money and venture capital. The venture capital ecosystem has been booming in the last years, and it's a huge uh, uh, help for entrepreneurs to grow and build their businesses. But it's not an obligation. So first of things, I always say in podcast and in my masterclass or so on with Eldorado, uh, rising money is not made for everybody first. So if you don't want to have new partners, if you don't want and to have this, this kind of pressure, uh, having this money, you need to, to make this money work after and you make sure that your business is growing with this money. Some of the people are not looking for 100% for investors and they are not made for that. So every entrepreneur needs to figure out and to ask themselves, do I need to have these investors? Uh, do I need to grow faster or do I want to grow with my rhythm and not with uh, this uh, 
higher speed ecosystem with uh, venture capital. So first thing, and after, if you know that you are uh, looking for money, you need to uh, understand two things. It's like anticipation, because uh, you don't have to, uh, uh, you can't choose investors when you have just on, only two months of uh, cash in your in your bank account. It's an anticipation. And second thing is like, uh, you need to see that there's an other's way of finance your company, especially in France. Uh, you have public funding, you have uh, banks, you have loans, grants that helps you to uh, avoid yourself of opening your capital at the beginning. And it's a good advantage uh, because uh, rising money is always to give your uh, capital as well to investors and you have less capital. So by having this uh, non-dilution uh, financing opportunities is good for entrepreneurs as well and they need to manage and to understand it before raising money. After that, raising money is amazing uh, a pass because uh, you, you have this trust of external investors that become your partners to the business. They can help you with a hundred of possibilities, but especially to grow your company by their experience, their finance, their networks as well. So uh, uh, it, it builds amazing stories with two different kinds of people, the entrepreneurs and the tech investors, which are not the same population, but they are working together. Mm-hmm. And when do you think would be the best time for an entrepreneur to actually raise funds? Or in another word, what would trigger the need to do it? Mm, that's that's a good question. The general rule is that you, you are in a good position to raise funds and to open your capital when, when first of thing, you have validated that there's a problem that needs to be solved. So your startups have a market and that your solution is something for this, this market. And, and second things that you have demonstrated that you have building a demand for the solution that, so that there's this product market fit. Uh, even if it's a small product market fit, even if it's the beginning of the company, it shows that there's a market opportunity. So that, that's the first two things to consider. Then you need to consider yourself. Uh, do I need, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, to open my capital and uh, to find money and to uh, have uh, new partners? But the, the best way is, is to calibrate and to know when what time would be the best time. It's like you need to wait a little bit. You need to generate more interest from your customer. You need to have enough resources to continue to bootstrap your company for, for a, a while. And you don't need to have, uh, you also need to have this time to pitch uh, for investors and to find the best investors because there are plenty of investors there more than 2,000 VC firms in Europe, uh, more than 300 in France. Uh, so there's plenty of different uh, investors. And then when you have considered all that, uh, you start fundraising when you have already a lot of interest from uh, uh, your customer, the, the ecosystem, you have a team, a strong team as well. You are going to run out of cash in the next like eight to 10 months. Uh, you know it because you anticipate, you know your, your financial. And also the last and not the least, you need more support because fundraising doesn't just give you capital, doesn't give you just money. It also provides you a, a valuable support from the investors and you need to uh, anticipate that as well. That's super clear. And, and I like it, the, the two aspects, the fact that, as you said, the people who are going to lend you or give you money, they're going to give you so much more than just the money, but or they experience their network and so on. And as well, the fact that it takes time on average, I think it's like six months to raise funds. So definitely, that's why you need to plan ahead. And uh, do you think is now a good time for companies to raise funds? Because 
the economy is slowing down, there's inflation going up like crazy, uh, there's a possibility of a recession coming soon, and big players like SoftBank, for example, has already massively reduced their investment. So what would you say to people who are about to consider raising funds? Yeah, that's a really good question. Since the, a few weeks and months now, uh, as you mentioned, it's been a fact that the economic growth is slowing down. Every economic uh, figures show that. Uh, there's uh, several reasons for this. I don't think we have uh, enough time to uh, talk about all the reasons, but there, there's plenty of articles like uh, the war of the Ukraine, the return of inflation, consequence of the pandemic, and so on. Uh, even the crypto crash, the crypto economic, which is uh, linked now with the uh, a global economic system, but it's not uh, the time to panic. There's a big uh, investor at Sequoia Capital called the Rolf Botta said, mentioning that this is not a time to panic. It's time to pause and reassess. It's worth taking the time to consider the implication of this economic downturn with their company and my cash flow. So how do I manage my cash and how do I survive and sustain within this economic downturn that is uh, happening right now? So. Yes, it, it's kind of a changing of um, the way you are looking for money. It was easily before. Capital was uh, free, uh, as they say in the US. Now it's expensive, so it's uh, moving. So what are the impacts while financing startups? So the main thing is that the hyper-growth, the unicorn ecosystem and so on. Uh, so the era of being like uh, rewarded with lots of financing when you are uh, in hyper-growth and uh, at any cost and so on, is coming to an end. It's not the way now that the investors are looking for the best companies. So, uh, they're not looking for only unicorns. They are looking also for focusing their investment in companies that have more profitability. So it was a kind of a harsh word in the tech ecosystem in the last two years. And now everybody is talking about uh, profitability. It's kind of funny when you are working in, in this ecosystem like me uh, to see how the shift can uh, be a really uh, a hard for even for the economic notion of a company and the economic uh, um, uh, criteria. And yes, it's how the entrepreneurs can be uh, resilient, can have uh, consistent growth not at the same speed as the last years, and uh, how they can improving margins in their business. The criteria are evolving. So the role is on, for entrepreneurs is to understand what are the criteria of raising money now, how they, they uh, change from the last years. So uh, as they say in the US as well, like plan for the worst and hope for the best. And the best can be, uh, I know now that it's uh, harder to raise money. It's not the same criteria that the VCs are looking for. So I will adapt my company. I will adapt and I will uh, shift uh, the way I'm, I've been thinking to my business to be more resilient, uh, to have more margin and profitability than in hyper growth, which was the, the main criteria uh, from the past. No, super clear. And um You've written a book, How to Access the Best Financing for Your Project, and it's a guide with lots of advice and case studies and entrepreneurs record as well. So can you share like what are the key messages you wanted to give? Yeah, that, that's a funny story. Uh, actually, I've been working a lot in this ecosystem in the French tech, and I've been advocating a lot for an, a more transparent ecosystem, equal that I mentioned at the beginning. And uh, how I can help entrepreneurs. So I've been doing lots of masterclass, conferences, and so on. And 
one day at one conference, which was VivaTech in France, which was the main event for startups in Europe and in France, an editor just came just after and said, hey, we need someone to write an article and even more a book about how entrepreneurs can raise money. And I was saying, yes, yeah, well, I'm really interesting by doing this. I'm a poor reader and I'm an even poor writer. So I was... <laughs> challenging for me uh, to do this because uh, writing a book is a, seems to be a good idea at the beginning, but uh, you need to uh, write uh, 300 and so on uh, pages, even if you know well your topics, which is not, uh, for me, it's not uh, a fiction. It's not uh, uh, something like uh, uh, coming out of my head. It's uh, by doing this every day, by seeing more than 4,000 entrepreneurs per year and, and financing opportunities. So it's how to translate my experience and what we do at Eldorado every day in a book and it was uh, quite hard i can also uh, talk about this like a uh, half an hour and how to write a book but uh, to answer your question i've been deciding to do it first of all to help entrepreneurs to understand more the financing opportunities so as we do at with Eldorado, but with a book is a good opportunity because you can talk about everything and we choose to talk about Financing opportunity at the different stage of your company. So at the beginning, when they grow, when you have difficulties, when you need to uh, do an IPO to raise money, uh, when you uh, want to be sold as well. So every step and every phase of the company has their own financing opportunities. So we do it in a more chronological way. And we do it to, I don't know if it's an English word, but to vulgarize, like to uh, make the more simple way to understand financing because a book for financing is always scary for entrepreneurs like, wow, I will have to do an Excel spreadsheet and to understand like some kind of a buzzy word that I don't understand really well, but I'm using in every day uh, uh, for my business. But my role and the role of the book was to, to say, no, no, it's really simple to understand. It's not so hard. It's part of your job of, as a CEO and you can learn it really quick and really fast and it will help you and your company to grow. That's cool. Yeah. So it's really democratizing the, the concepts and spreading knowledge and, and empowering people. Love that. And um, on another subject, you're a feminist and very involved in women's representation in the tech industry and, and especially the financing part of it. So when we know that only 3% of venture capital funding goes to women-led startups, what's your contribution to make a change? Yeah, actually, yes, I'm, I'm 100% a feminist. And um, the, the first thing is that I'm working in an ecosystem, which is a really high representation of men. So, and the same kind of men, like uh, same business school, same path, same education, and not even like uh, this gender gap um, problem. You mentioned it like, but uh, in the last years, uh, we have some figures that like only 3% of the venture capital investment go to a woman funded business, as you mentioned. And, but uh, even this 3% of women have uh, 157 times less funding than men entrepreneurs. So, you know, the figures are so harsh, so hard, and so extremely challenging that you need to uh, see that there's this problem of equality of the ecosystem. And for women entrepreneurs, is is a really lonely way and challenging way to thrive and success by starting a business and making it succeed. So naturally, I was saying like, this is not normal. This is this is like a joke or something. This is the first reason. And the other reason, which is the main reason as well, I, as I said, I have three daughters as well, and I want them to grow in, a, in an ecosystem where they will not even think about 
I am a woman or not, uh, raising money or doing something is not something that I need to ask myself or the people in front of me to ask whatever they do. By being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of challenges that women entrepreneurs are facing. Balancing business and family life, for example, it's always uh, something, even if uh, now it's more equal in that way as well, but there's challenging as well. The lack of funding, you mentioned it, but uh, uh, women are not taken seriously by investors for years now. And there's lots of things to move. For example, in France, we have a strong association called SISTA, but other association and other initiatives, ONG and so on, that help to uh, raise this topic. So this was the first thing, is how to uh, raise this topic, to understand what was the problem of lack and concrete financing for uh, entrepreneurs. But uh, after that, raising this topic is now uh, to uh, how to be uh, more active uh, by supporting uh, women entrepreneurs. So uh, raising this, the thing that the, the lack of funding, the lack of education, building a network as well is harder for women, is how you can uh, help doing, uh, doing this. Uh, and, and changing the thing. So for myself, is how to advocate with this uh, subject and to uh, uh, shout it uh, louder as I can. And in, in, in the media, in Eldorado, uh, with Eldorado, we, we do uh, some figures. We uh, make uh, sure that the women entrepreneurs are highly represented in the, our communication. We uh, make portraits about women investors as well. Uh, but it's not only about communication and marketing. Uh, you need to, to sell diversity, like uh, Tatiana, uh, which is the founder of uh, uh, Sista, as I say that a lot, is that uh, you can be confused around the, all the numbers and so on, because it's the first time that an organization like Sista was rising this number, as now how you can sell solution and sell diversity with uh, other solution. So uh, they're helping by uh, signing with firms, engagement for them to have more VC, more women as a partner in the VC firm, uh, for example, is a direct impact because if you have more women investors, you will have more women entrepreneurs funded. Uh, if you have more uh, role model of uh, entrepreneurs that are investing, that are partners in law firms, in, in, a, in a VC firms, you will have naturally more women uh, in the tech ecosystem and women that will raise money. So the, the past still long, uh, but the things are moving fast. It could move fast uh, even faster. But I'm really happy to be in, in this way, to, to have a more equal ecosystem, because in my opinion, a more equal ecosystem is a more strong ecosystem. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. <laughs> cool. That's what you advocate as well uh, with all your, your communication in your podcast. And that's what... Uh, uh, leads us to connect as well uh, on LinkedIn. So uh, I'm really happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> True. Yeah, I really target women as guests because it's so easy to just like take the easiest guest in a way who are men. But um, yeah, I'm really making an effort to have at least equal representation or a bit over representation of women. <laughs> yeah. So you're so a venture capitalist and I'd like to dig a bit into that subject because can you tell us exactly what is behind that word and in terms of size of ticket maybe or how many companies you need to have invested in in order to call yourself a venture capitalist? Yeah, uh, I won't call myself as a venture capitalist because it's a job, it's a full-time job being a venture capitalist when you run a venture capital firm, for example. Maybe I'm saying I'm an angel investor. I want to provide a much need growth capital and, and, and the help and secure how I can help 
business when I'm investing in them. So, um, but uh, this is the, the difference between investors, uh, professional investors, uh, venture capitalists or, or business angel like me, and people that just want to uh, see and to invest like in a crowdfunding or a crowd equity uh, platform to just see and to, to make a diversity of their investment and to see how it works working with a startup. But in my side, on my side is like I'm, I've invested more than uh, 300,000 euros in more than uh, 20, 20 startups, which becomes something, <laughs> which becomes becomes like a, a high risk as well. So um, my role is to uh, help uh, the entrepreneurs to raise funds first and to uh, understand more about the financing opportunities they have. But uh, I'm looking of what, how I can share all my experience from B2B startups, for example, and for SaaS business model uh, to help them to grow. So I, I like to be at the beginning and to be at the board of the startups to grow their product and service and to clear the past to realize, realize return on investment as well. Uh, because I've been doing this, I've been selling two companies with my experience. That's what I, I want to, to do by helping the entrepreneurs I'm uh, investing in. That's nice. And how do you evaluate the startups that you want to invest in? Do you see your money as a tool to make an impact, which means you would favor some themes or does it depend on the team that is creating the startup? So uh, what's your criteria? I think this is the most common one, but I like uh, to see what are the, the positive signals of the startup. For example, what, what the traction, the revenues, the reputation, but first of all, what I'm looking, the first, really first thing, and the thing that is leading my investment, 100% of my investment, is the team. What are, what is the team? Who they are? Uh, how they have been building this company? What they are wanting to do by building this company? So uh, uh, it's not a method of uh, investing in a company, and, and not even like uh, for valuation. Uh, but what are the team is the first thing. The second thing that I'm looking is the market. What is the market? What are they uh, looking uh, for? What, what they are digging and, and how they know this market because they are coming from this market or not. So uh, they're, how they, the founders are passionate about this market and so on. And it helps you to say, okay, this is a bigger market. This is a big market to address and they can do something with this team. So these two main criteria help you to understand a larger way where you are going to invest and the quality of uh, the team as well. Mm-hmm. But after you have a percent um, of uh, other hundred other uh, criteria, which was and the, the third one, and what I said is how I can help them. Uh, would I will help them, and will I make an, an impact, as you mentioned, like uh, on these businesses? And my money is not just only to make a profit or something. It's like how they can have me as a partner and uh, as a, as a fun, uh, no, not a co-founder, but uh, as really a a partner in, in their first 10 to 18 months uh, to grow their business and to uh, find their markets. Yeah, I like it. Cool. And uh, what's next for you? Like, do you have any projects or anything that you want to share? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I have 100 projects in the ecosystem. First, I have a tons of ID and uh, with Eldorado, we are always releasing a lot of things. The goal for us is to uh, be the main platform and uh, the one-stop shop for all financing. So we have a lot of content coming up and uh, another book. We have been discussing about the book. The first book I wrote was uh, how to uh, finance your company. And the second will be uh, how to invest in the best companies. So in the, in the other side, in the investor side. 
So uh, uh, this is um, my project. And on the more personal side, I'm uh, passionate about sport and rugby. And I'm now uh, going back to school because I'm studying how to be a professional trainer in rugby. Uh, so I'm going back to school in, its, uh, in the next years. I will uh, train a professional team, I hope. That's my goal. So that's uh, another way to uh, express my passion about uh, people and uh, sport for, for this state. Very, very impressive. <laughs> I love people like this who, who have no barriers and who just do things. It's yeah, crazy. Well, thank you so much, Adrien, for the discussion. I really enjoyed it and I learned a lot. And I'm very impressed with what you do and how you do it, which is even more important. I like the mix of education, representation and inspiration. So keep up the good work. And yeah, let me know if you ever come to Lisbon because startup-wise, it's uh, booming here. <laughs> I will. I will definitely. Thank you. It, would, it was a really uh, good moment and a pleasure. And I've been honored to be, uh, to be here. Thanks. Thanks to you. Bye. Bye. So at the end of this episode, I hope you're as enthusiastic as I am. You can find the notes and the key takeaways on my website at maricafino.com. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and spread the word. Thank you.